Hey, welcome to another episode of Less Than Popular. This is a podcast where we talk about small bands, releases and stuff, and everything in the DIY scene. I'm Cooper. I'm Amber. And today we're going to talk about I Will Always Love You by Bloodhounds. I say it that fast because there's no spaces in it. Um, If you haven't listened to this release yet, you should totally go on Spotify or whatever you listen to stuff on and look it up. It's I Will Always Love You with a period at the end, no spaces between any of the words. Um, how are you today, Amber? I'm okay. I've been kind of getting cabin fever. I've been stuck at home all day, not really doing anything because yep. the weather here is pretty bad right now. Um, everyone in the city of New York, to my knowledge, got this phone notification saying that we're having what? a squall, which is, I'm not really sure what that means besides big, big snow time, I think, but it doesn't <laughs> even seem to be that bad. But I still haven't gone out because I'm, like, still, like, I don't know, scared. Yeah, by the way, um, we apologize for the slightly lower quality in the microphone. Amber doesn't have access to the studio this week and probably won't next week either. But I think it's tolerable. Also probably not for the next week after that, oh. probably. Or the week after that. It's, it's... Okay. I'm, when I, I'm home from school, so my enti- the entire break, I'm just not going to have it. So I'm sorry. Well, yeah, like, it's deal all right, with though. It. It deal with it. Probably sounds fine. This is the first time I'm not sick, but also the time I don't have <laughs> the good equipment. It's so... Correct. Uh, anyway, how are you? I'm all right. Uh, I'm out of school, passed all my classes. Wasn't sure that was wasn't sure that was going to happen. <laughs> um, that's, that's it. I'm alive, I'm awake, I'm enthusiastic, and I'm ready to start this episode. Okay, let's do it then. The first song is, is a title track called I Will Always Love You. And once again, we're starting with, the, in my opinion, the best song on the album. I think Amber agrees with me. Mm-hmm. This immediately gives me a, like a night driving vibe. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But I, I like to describe music by the scenario in which I can imagine myself listening to it and enjoying it. And I, I have a very specific craving for music to listen to at night while i'm driving and this fits right in that crack i love that um this is like for me i had a similar vibe but for the most part it was kind of like a little more morose than what you were saying like yes it's it's driving in a car at night i get the same vibe but it's also to me kind of like driving in a car at night at the end of like maybe like a hangout or something and you're kind of like yeah it's it's a little bittersweet you're just like a little bit sad but you're not quite you know super down or anything but you're you're at this level that i feel like people experience a lot and it's just but it's also like this very like untapped emotion i think that's not channeled very much in music and uh yeah it's like a come down thing like off, off of a high i and i like it a lot because like I feel like especially this song in particular very much gave me that bittersweetness, you know, mm-hmm. that I, I that I was talking about. Yeah, it has just like a really warm, comfortable, low volume sound. Yeah, and I, I, it's just like a lot of stuff comes together. I really like how like the guitar accompanies the vocals, especially in the in the chorus. I feel like they play with each other really well, and I feel like it, it all comes together to give me this nostalgic feeling too. Like, um, mm-hmm. this song in particular, and also, like, there are other moments on the EP um, that remind me of stuff that I used to listen to in high school, but it brings also, like, something new to the table. Like, it's not, it's not like, stale or anything. I really like it, but it's, it kind of gives me this feeling of, like, um, I don't know, it just reminds me of 
of how I would spend my night drives in high school, you know? Yeah. What I would listen sure. to then. It's like, you know, Amber and I fuck up a crunchy bass line. Yeah. Uh, despite the bass <laughs> on this song being really simple, I think the volume and the tone of the bass complements this song and in general the album really well. Mm-hmm. On to number two, Glass Eyes. Immediately, this song is really haunting and you're like, it's like misty and ghosty. Mm-hmm. It's very, very spook. Um, I don't know what distortion they're using because I'm not familiar with that kind of stuff. I, I don't really fucks with that in my music. Um, but I think the distortion on the guitar fits the tone of the album really nicely. Yeah, I feel like it was... The CP has a lot of twists and turns. I feel like, you know, the opening song, I Will Always Love You, is one thing. And then Glass Eyes comes on and it's like this completely other thing, but also like simultaneously, it doesn't necessarily seem out of place or anything. It, it is just a different sound. You know, this is a little bit more punky, a little more muffled than... You know, the first song, which was a little bit kind of like a slow, you know, love song. Um, I really do like this one, but like it definitely does like kind of show how the EP is like shifting. In my mind, there's there's three like sections and I'll talk about this a little bit later. And this marks like the start of the second section, even though it's only, you know, it's only five songs long. I still notice some changes. Cool. Um, I would love to analyze the lyrics, but I cannot tell what they're saying. (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of a common problem with me. I just have a difficult time picking out lyrics from the rest of the stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I can't, when it's we're analyzing really small bands, I can't just Google the lyrics. So I can't really talk to that. But I think the singing, like the tone and the volume of the singer, it, it really feels like they're just an instrument just like all the other instruments, and they're yeah. adding to the ambiance, ambiance, ambiance that this band creates. <laughs> ambiance. Um, I feel like, yeah, definitely with the lyrics, I had the same kind of, I guess, problem. I, I liked the fact that it kind of didn't necessarily dominate the songs, but there were times where the instruments, you know, dominated it a little bit, and I could really understand what was happening. I, I and you know, combined with the muffling distortion. It was a little bit, you know, hard to parse, I guess. But that doesn't make it a bad song by any means. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, like, I could tell that there was stuff being said that I wanted to pay attention to. And it wasn't really <laughs> always the easiest thing. But, um... Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about Walking the Cow. Let's talk about Walking the Cow. This one's a little higher energy. It's a... By a little higher energy, I mean completely higher energy. Yeah, and maybe that's because it is a cover... By Daniel Johnston. Um, I, you know what? We talked about this before and I literally forgot until just now. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's a cool, it, it, it does a really cool thing with the original Walking the Cow. It gives it a cool twist um, from the more electronic original. Uh, Bloodhounds put it, puts its own riff on it and, and plays with it. And I really like the, the energy in this cover. Like, I think it's it's a very notable point in the EP, especially because, you know, I, I understand it isn't necessarily theirs, but also, like, Walking the Cow is just a very silly song title and song in general, and it's just... <laughs> I, have it, I have in my notes, what does Walking the Cow mean? <laughs> I don't know, we would have to ask Daniel Johnston, I guess, but I guess rest so. in peace. Um... <laughs> what is, wait, what? 
Daniel Johnston is no longer with us. I didn't know that. You don't know who Daniel Johnston is. So that would do it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Daniel Johnston, sorry, this is a little off track. One of the first artists that I was kind of like exposed to, but I never really um, listened to that much. Uh, I had a friend in, in, in middle school who would wear his, hi, how are you, uh, shirt all the time. Uh, you've probably seen that around Cooper, but anyway. Probably, but I didn't notice it. We can we can move on, though. Um, we can do symphony. We can I'll do talk symphony. about it, since I know Amber isn't the biggest fan of instrumental songs. Gosh. Um, I'm going to make fun of you every time, until we both die. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what the instrument is, but I love the percussion in this song. It sounds really close and lo-fi like i don't know if you've ever listened to like lo-fi hip-hop it's this big genre of like you know anime hip-hop beats to study and relax to uh-huh. and i feel like the percussion in this song reflects that a lot and also the bloodhounds on their spotify page has a lo-fi playlist so i i think that is an inspiration for the percussion in this and i really wish people were more creative with percussion in music in general but also in diy because like you can basically like hit something on something else. That's percussion, baby. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I know I'm supposed to be the one that hates instrumental songs. I like this one. <laughs> I shut up. Um, <laughs> I think this this marks another turn in the EP. Uh, also, uh, this and awake. But uh, I the, the notable point for me wasn't necessarily the percussion. It was the plucked kind of like high pitched guitar. I don't really know how else to describe it. That's what stuck out to me the most. I find that kind of interesting that we both like had different. I didn't even notice the percussion, honestly. But I think definitely lo-fi is a good word to describe pretty much all the songs on this EP, except for maybe yeah. I Will Always Love You. And maybe Walking the Cow. I don't, I don't no, know if that's I mean, lo-fi. It depends on your definition of lo-fi, because there's lo-fi as in like low fidelity and then there's also lo-fi yeah. as in like low lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to i think yeah. both kind of apply here um in, okay you know i don't know but awake awake um the next song. i mostly have comments <laughs> at the second half of the song do you have any comments on the first half yeah um not not too many it was mostly just like oh it was another um song with that muffling that we were talking about a little bit earlier with uh glass eyes mm-hmm. um but yeah most of my notes are on the outro as well you can you can start us on that though cool um so obviously my favorite part of the song is the instrumental at the end um i get like i'm just jamming on my guitar in my bedroom energy from this and that's not a bad thing i think this guitarist is really talented and it's just like a good chill listening to songs in my car vibe i don't know we're gonna say vibe a lot in this one because this one's vibing yeah um i really enjoy the the like building energy towards the end where they like keep doing the same thing on the guitar but you know there's like they progressively add percussion and volume i feel and there's some part of it i can't remember i couldn't hear really what they were saying but it sounded like a space transmission like to a oh, spaceship yeah, yeah, yeah. thing no it's not like a yeah. radio just like a radio transmission in general okay it reminded yeah. me of uh like some i don't know if you've played the game oxen free but they have like yeah various, it was sounded it reminded me so much of that nice it's it was a good vibe i liked that yeah the like i feel like especially like the outro like you said was your favorite part of the song is my favorite as well it it left me 
you know, because of the build that you were talking about, at the end of it, when it finished, it kind of left me, like, nostalgic and hollow at the end. Like, le- like yeah. left me with that emotion and was like, hey, like, you have this now. Like, <laughs> go <laughs> do with it what you want, you know, like, just depositing it into me. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up, because, like, I sort of felt like the climax of this, where the drums, like, hitting the cymbals and stuff... I feel like it might have been a little lackluster. I feel like there was a little bit of potential to be squeezed out there, but I also somewhat agree with their decision to end the song when they did, because it's like five minutes long, and I think that would have been a little bit of a long, but I feel like after they've added all of like the aspects of the the build that they had, I feel like they could have played with that and kept that energy going for a little while before they let it go, but they just sort of let it go right at the climax, which I was like, oh, I feel like this had a little bit more potential, but maybe the vibe the thing they were going for was like leaving you with this feeling of nostalgia and wanting more i feel like i get what you're saying i think maybe our our opinions differ like very slightly because yeah i i do get it and maybe there's a part of me that also wants there to have been more but it kind of reminded me of like you're reading a book and it leaves you not at a cliffhanger but at like an open-ended kind of ending where it, it it kind of poses maybe like the the protagonist faces something and you have to figure out how they're going to face it from how you've seen them grow in the story and stuff like that. I don't know if this is really making any sense, but I feel like ending it there just gave like me more opportunity personally to like have that emotion and to like have that EP in my mind as I sat in silence for a little bit (laughs) when it was over. I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was cool, but um yeah, this was a good this was a good album. So I think for this time of year also, like this album and the last one we did, Drag Days, were both like yeah, this is very wintry th- in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just end notes like we always do. I want to talk about my driving at night vibe because I I'd sort of this album gave me a chance to assess what I meant by that. Um, the chords are really echoey and ha- are are kind of bare bone. Not a bad thing. Bar- by bare bone, I mean like. They're lightly strummed. They only hit two or three strings. Um, the space in between the notes is filled by echo and distortion. Um, and the tone is adjusted in such a way that you can hear like the fingers sliding across the frets, which is part of the lo- lo-fi sound that we were talking about. My pretty much only end note uh, was like not even... I don't know, it's not a very strong observation, but I was talking about it a little bit earlier with how I feel like there's three parts to this EP, which is pretty interesting, especially because it is such a short, only five song long EP, but I feel like I Will Always Love You was like its own thing, and then Glass Eyes and Walking the Cow kind of had the same vibe to me, and then that was its own thing, and then Symphony in Awake was more totally like feeding into the nostalgia factor, like more vibey than the other ones like yeah that kind of thing and i just feel like when i every time i've listened to it because i've listened to it multiple times like there was a clear like part of me that like noticed that aspect it's probably because it's an ep and it's just like a collection Mm -hmm. of songs it's not necessarily like a fully realized album but um it, it still like kind of had this like effect on how i listened to it but yeah yeah i dig it that brings us to the end of our review portion now we are going to do our interview and so this is the sound of the interview happening that's it 
I okay. Hey, we're joined in our podcast today by Grant of Bloodhounds. Um, Grant, how are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm all right. Amber's here too. Hi. I, I don't know if that has to be said. No, I mean I don't know. It's a given. I'm kind of omnipresent. I don't know. Yeah. So just to start <laughs> off, um, what's your role? You can just say what's your role in the band, um, like instrument you play, etc. Um, yeah, I play the guitar and I I do the singing also. Cool. Um, just out of curiosity, I also couldn't find this. What are your band members' names and what do they play? <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it rotates a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, so my roommate, Owen, he does the drums. And then cool. my neighbor, sort of, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if this is still a neighbor if he lives across the street. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he plays the bass. Yeah. Cool. That's basically what it is right now. That's a good, like, you're all, like, right next to each other. That's That works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't start out that way, but then we just all happened to move into the same area. Nice. Oh, that's cool. How did you guys, like, meet and, like, decide to form a band? So, I've been trying to form bands since I was, like, 17, back when... Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I was really bad. And um, my friend Owen, <laughs> he's been in bands since he was, like, 14. Whoops. And... <laughs> <laughs> that was my alarm to wake up, by the way. Wake up! Just so our listeners are aware, it is uh, about three, almost four in the afternoon at EST. (laughs) That was my alarm of when to wake up. My sleep schedule is very messed up. Hey, live your life. Uh, My Um, question is, why is at like the minute eight, like instead of like a like a three forty-five, it's three forty-eight? It just seemed right. It just seemed right at the time. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, um. But yeah, um, my roommate Owen, he's been in bands for a while, and he uh, he he just loves to do a bunch of projects, and he wasn't really doing anything at the time, and he missed playing gigs, and I just happened to make one, and I was like, hey, do you want to play these shows with me? And he's like, well, I don't really like sad indie boy music, but whatever, <laughs> sure. And so we just played around Cleveland, and he played on a cajon, and I just played guitar, and that, it was just the two of us for a while. Nice. I love I love the sad indie boy music label. Yeah, yeah no, that's like... a pretty good label. <laughs> he I likes mean, that's jazz like... actually. That's his thing. He does jazz. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jazz is so interesting. I wish I could get into jazz. Spe- like while we're on the topic of like genre and stuff, how would you describe like the vibe or genre of Bloodhounds? I don't know. Indie's really broad, and there's not really a, d- a definite thing of it, so I just call it that. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I got, like, bright eyes. I think you're familiar with them. I've heard I, that. We, I've heard that. A we stalked your Twitter. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely got vibe, well, bright eyes energy from that. I could see that, yeah. I've, I, a couple of people told me I sound like that person, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I think it's, like, your, it's not just your uh, voice tone, which is definitely similar, but, like, the guitar like haunting chords are also reflective of what bright eyes is but this isn't about bright eyes um what inspired this project specifically this ep to come about um okay well i was um i got into a really weird long one-year relationship in which i got engaged um okay and you know that was awful really bad idea um but yeah uh, (laughs) 
Hey, so, I live in Utah. I know what that <laughs> shit is like. I have two friends who have who are engaged to people they've been dating for less than five months. Jesus Christ. It was something I really never expected to... I never expected to get engaged, get anywhere close to being yeah. married, anything like that. But I started dating someone who um, had a lot of very strong beliefs mm. and mm. came from a... Um, okay, so in Ohio, there's a this place called Chardon. And Chardon's kind of like the south of Ohio. Okay. There's a lot of different places that are like that in Ohio, but that's what I think of the most. And it's that's where the person is from, and I really liked their pe- their friends and their family and that kind of stuff. Really weird, a lot different from what I was usually used to. And for some reason, I was like, oh, this is a good idea. I, well, no, um, no. <laughs> so no. That's, kind of, <laughs> that's kind of where it all came from, I guess. Did okay. It, I, I guess it ended badly, which We're I feel like... We're still friends sometimes. 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 Yeah, yeah, we'll go through spits of like yelling at each other and then we'll be friends again because something will come up and we'll be, it'll make us friends again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw them like two days ago. It's cool stuff. But yeah, for a while it was pretty bad, but it's cool. Understandable. Not, I hate to bring up like the saddest parts of like your past or whatever, but I feel like a lot of good music, a lot of like art comes from like places like that. Of course, um, yeah. But uh, this is, like, completely off-topic, but something I really wanted to talk about. Are you, like, <laughs> are you, like, an MCR fan? How are um, you when it comes to My Chemical Romance? Yeah, yeah, actually, the first music video I ever saw was the music video for Helena, because my sister showed it to me, because she was obsessed with that stuff. She's, like, five years older, so she was, like, in the thick of it during that. <laughs> it's a good fucking video. It's a good video. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's, like, your favorite album? Um, I don't, uh, so, see, my favorite song's on the first album, but, and, and I, and it's, like, raw and cool, but, like, I, I like more songs from the second one, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of have to agree with that, honestly. Like, I think my favorite song is Cemetery Drive, but, like, yeah, I like that. Black Parade is really good. Yeah, I just, I remember I list. I, back, remember when Groove Shark was a thing? Groove Shark? Oh my god, yeah, Groove Shark! Yeah. No, I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it, it, it was like an old school, like, basically where you could steal music. It, it was like SoundCloud <laughs> before SoundCloud, I guess. Yeah. With a lot more lenient rules on what you could do. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I f- yeah, I was in the art room all day in middle school listening to MCR. Um, Yo, we have very similar experiences with MCR. (laughs) That's, like, exactly... Not art room for me. We had, like, study hall, I guess. And that's absolutely where I fucked up all that MCR on Groove Shark. I don't know about you guys, but I I still will sit in an empty room and just listen to MCR. I don't know. Hey, (laughs) we still fuck with MCR in this podcast. Oh, yeah. So you're you're a good old Midwestern friend. How does Bloodhounds, like, fit into the DIY scene in Ohio? Like, are y'all booking gigs over there? What bands are you friends with? What are your favorite Ohio okay. bands? so, um, I was, for, like, a while, I, like, I think it was, okay, yeah, okay, so two years ago, I, I went to Mahal's for Summer Bummer, and it was the first time I'd ever seen, like, a, like, a local band that I, thought like, identified with, like, the local scene, and I saw the Sonder Bombs. Yeah. I saw them nice. in the basement, it was my first time seeing a local band, and I was like, oh my and I was talking to some people who I didn't know. One of them was um, a Harrison from the Grievance Club. Two years oh. later, ha- I met him again and was like, hey, remember me? I know you don't. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, 
yeah, I, just for a while, I, I just was trying to figure out what the local bands were because it was really hard. I never really knew any. So, but yeah, I, I um, the ones that I really like around here, like the Sonderbombs and the Grievance Club. Uh, there's this guy, Jason Kaminsky, who I just follow all of his different projects. I like him a lot. It's like a, like, a lot of like Elliot Smith kind of stuff. And then we played a, few, mm-hmm. a couple shows with Learning Curve. Learning Curve, they're really cool. We, I'm really, I'm, I'm not like super good friends with them. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of friends with them. So I'm not as good as friends with them as yeah. I'd like to be. But they're really cool. That's as, a lot of DIY is like that. I feel like where it's like I want to be better friends with these people. I listen to their music. They're oh yeah. Cool, but yeah, you I know. see. I'll, I'll go to all these shows and I always see Willow or some of that, and like, I'm just terrified to talk to them like i just see them and it's just like and they're not even like intimidating they don't even look into me they're always dressed all funny and they all have like this great bubbly energy and all this stuff and i'm just like oh my god but your music is so cool (laughs) i think if i saw willow i would also have like some kind of heart attack you know like we just had jimmy uh wilkins on the show and like even that i was like oh crap we're having having the jimmy mm-hmm. lo-fi on oh my god yeah. you know <laughs> yeah yeah but shout out to the Sonderbombs. such a great band actually i'm thinking about this and you might not want to answer this but i'm gonna Let's ask go it anyways it. <laughs> uh do you have any embarrassing stories that you want all of our listeners like, to hear about just any in overall or like yours okay. this is that's a hard question okay we don't have to I can, I can pick a new one. I got a bunch. I'm just on a website of goofy questions to ask at sleepovers. 109 sleepover questions. Um, embarrassing stories. Um, we'll come back. Um, yeah. How about... Man, these are all really shitty. While we're talking about it, one of them is, would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions or tattoos appear all over your body depicting what you did yesterday? What the fuck does that mean? I want to be I prefer colors. the tattoos, I think. Yeah, I don't want... Man, that's a hard one. Because if you, like, if yesterday all you did was beat your meat, that's going to be... Oh, my God. <laughs> like, um, um, Moana, right? Oh, my God. Moana. Well, yeah, but Moana. way less, way less, like, cool and important. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Do you think... <laughs> Do you think the guy in Moana's tattoos change... Do you think? <laughs> do you think the guy in Moana's tattoos have to masturbate? Yeah, like he's got like tattoos that are little people. Do you think they like jack off? Oh my god! Oh my god! I was gonna edit this out, but I'm leaving it in now. <laughs> but oh the color god. changing one is pretty good because then it's like someone makes you sad, and then you turn blue or whatever, and then they're like, "Ah, oh, shit! I made you sad. I'm sorry," you know. I don't know. I don't like hiding emotions. I feel like... The skin one sounds like a Pokemon. Yeah, a little bit. I, well, I feel like I wouldn't like it because I just get in so many embarrassing situations where I'm uncomfortable and I need to pretend that I'm not uncomfortable. So oh, I yeah. Oh, like... Oh, for sure. The emotion horny would just be like this hot okay, pink skin and I'll everyone see you guys would know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we have to move on. This is too Wait, much. Wait, real quick. I wonder if there's ever been, yeah. like, a fan fiction for, like, the guy, that guy from Moana's tattoos, like, dating each other. Huh. Yo. I mean, does he have more than one I think, guy? I think so. Yeah. Wait. 
Or I think was that so. one guy that just that one guy did just run around the body though. Right? Like that's what I'm thinking of is the guy that was like running around the body. But I thought that there was He only... had like no, nah, he had like tattoos of each of his yeah. like great achievements. There had to have been more than one guy. Oh, that's true. That's true, I guess. Is it just only one of those sentient maybe? Do you think you think the Okay, I this just is saw that. A hot thing to talk about because JK Rowling did something very bad. Fuck her, but do you think do you think the paintings in Harry Potter jacked off? They seem to feel like fucked each other. I'm sure I'm sure some of them did. Because it's the same principle. Yeah. Yeah. Horny is an emotion. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah, we gotta stop. (laughs) No, last one, last one. Uh which 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 painting in Harry Potter do you think jacks off the most? (laughs) This is a broad kind of uh closing kind of question. Do you have any like future plans? Like what's what's what are you thinking about in the in the future for Bloodhounds? Um so we were supposed to do we were supposed to record a single this month, but my drummer got busy with he joined a ton of bands. <laughs> he just joined a bunch. Mm-hmm. And so now he's busy with a bunch Whoops. of that stuff. So um I've just yeah. been working on writing new stuff because I haven't I never focused on lyrics at all, which was not a good idea mm-hmm. um so i've been trying to work on that a lot more and write better music lyrically and that kind of stuff so i'm really hoping okay. to follow that up with that <laughs> more like an album that's more yeah, we're looking forward to um it. put together and more um more of a clear message yeah <laughs> i mean if yeah. it counts like I didn't notice that you didn't put effort into the lyrics. Like I, I thought that for the most part the lyrics were pretty interesting on the EP. I did. I tried. I, I tried a bit more than usual. <laughs> but before that, I literally was like, I read something about how Kurt Cobain was like, oh yeah, my lyrics are all like meaningless garble, and like eighteen year old me was like, oh, I don't need to put effort into lyrics if Kurt Cobain didn't. And, <laughs> you know, it was the same time that I was like, oh, power chords. That's all I need to know. And I was just, it, it. it <laughs> I made some bad decisions. I feel like with the thing is like the voice is like an instrument. I feel like with Kurt Cobain and honestly we were talking about uh me and Cooper were talking about this a little bit with you before as well. And also bands like Cap and Jazz, I feel like do this where it's like the voice is, is an instrument. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it sounds cool next to the music, you know? Like Kurt Cobain, like to pull from like i guess smells like teen spirit he's just like a mulatto a mosquito it's like that doesn't make any fucking sense but it sounds cool you know (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah thanks so much grant for coming on um you can go stream bloodhound's new ep i will always love you on streaming services everywhere i don't i only yeah i only know one of them but you can do it on spotify and probably apple music thanks for having me um yeah thanks for the interview i hope you have a wonderful I, yeah morning i guess <laughs> yeah this is you, my morning yeah. technically i'll go get some coffee <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this episode of lesson popular um if you want to get a hold of us you can contact us at ltp pod on twitter or lesson popular podcast at gmail.com been a, been a we learned a lot today we've come so far mm-hmm I'm Cooper. I am Amber. And thank you so much for listening. We will see you in two weeks. Oh, should we talk about our special episode? Yeah, let's talk about it. Cool, yeah. The next episode um, for, is special. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do it a little different. Um, we're not going to review a specific album. We're going to talk about our albums of the year 
and we're going to try to get some people we have already interviewed in the past to come back on and talk about their albums of the year. So look forward to that. And And, uh, happy holidays. Keep warm, unless it's warm where you are right now, and then keep cool. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for listening to our very good podcast. We love you. We love you so much. Unless you're a jerk. Fuck you if you're a jerk. Fuck you. Don't be a jerk. What the fuck? Don't be a jerk. Anyway, bye-bye.